Hi, I'm Grace Beeson. I'm a professional relationship coach trained in authentic leadership. Each week, I come to you on the Because Why Not podcast with stories from my own life of things I've experienced, things I've read, learned, anecdotes of every day, and that I hope that you will learn from or at least have a good laugh about. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. Would love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere that you listen regularly and subscribe. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Happy New Year. It's Grace. I've taken a three-week break and have missed you every day and have wanted to be here and like you had to move through the holiday season and be as present as I could be with my family and my kids and um, just had so many busy days with family visiting and being the camp director for having kids out of school for two weeks and going from bowling alley to skating rink to holiday tea to park Um, All the while managing my own sanity and uh, sobriety and (laughs) trying to keep food in the house, trying to take a little time for myself to exercise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm certain you can relate. So I hope that you didn't just survive the holidays. I hope that you thrived through the holidays. Um, I had a lot of beautiful, joyful moments and plenty of moments where I needed to, um, send myself to a timeout. Sometimes I caught that moment and did it. Sometimes I didn't, but I'm a work in progress as you know, and we all are. Um, so I just want to say if you made it through your first holiday season, like I did without alcohol, um, bravo, or even with less, or with drinking more mindfully, bravo. Um, It is not easy. I will say that was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I did it. And that was just yet another thing that showed me that I'm capable of so much and really capable of anything. And um, let me tell you, if there's an eight-year-old on YouTube opening up new toys and raking in $26 million a year, Guys, anything in this life is possible. Literally anything. It's an amazing time to be alive. And that is something that I remind myself every day that absolutely anything is possible. So I think that's what I want to talk a little bit about today, or maybe that's my launching point. But I I really do love January and the beginning of a new year and this ability to start fresh. You know, I used to dread January, like I think so many kids did having to go back to school after Christmas break and feeling like the magic was gone and the fun was over and all that remained was gray, cold weather and routine and homework and, and, and. And the interesting thing is that Some of those very things that I dreaded as a child are what I look forward to now. Um, It is that crisp, clean 
softness of the cold air that I just love and the clear clarity of a, an open schedule, um, an open sky, you know, trees without leaves for those of us who live in places that have four seasons. There's this feeling of starting anew and what's really interesting for me as an adult is that the sort of basic, simple, what could seem droll, benign, um, January-ness of life that felt so devoid of magic for me as a child feels so magical to me as an adult because it feels like anything is possible. Like all that lies ahead of me is an empty calendar and a blank slate. And I know this is also, you know, combined with or highlighted by the fact that for the first time in over 20 years, I don't have events on my calendar. And um, the schedule that I see, if I see anything, is about the boys' school and basketball and baseball and trying to plan summers and camps and all those things that we have to do as moms and dads and parents early in the winter. It feels crazy that we start planning again so soon, but that's the reality of it. But for my own life, it feels... Um, blank and possible. And um, in so many ways, I think that could feel terrifying or intimidating. Um, And sometimes it does because I am so used to and so programmed to be busy and to have such an overbooked schedule. And to be giving all of my time and my energy to my clients and my friends and my family and just giving whatever remains to myself rather than the opposite of that. And I'm much more programmed now to give the time and the space and the energy to myself first so that everyone um, in these four walls can thrive because I'm thriving and Um, The bigger piece of that is that now um, I'm giving um, everything to myself first so that I can thrive and people that I love within these four walls can thrive and then so that um, the greater good can thrive and so that I can share my message and my heart with people to help them lead better, happier, more wholehearted, authentic lives. And that's why I'm here. And it's taken me months to move through this process and figure out what that means and where I'm going and how I'm doing this and what I'm meant to be doing. And it's almost as if everything um, that I've thought for my whole life were the things that mattered the most and that were at the very top of the totem pole um, in terms of importance and value have been flipped like an hourglass to the bottom of the totem pole. And that's been really wild because 
it's been a complete uprooting of everything that I've known and everything that I've believed to be true and a realization that the things that I thought were ancillary and unimportant or less important or that didn't matter or that couldn't bring you joy or that couldn't create abundance or success or meaning, those are the things that actually have risen to the top and that I now truly know and understand and believe and see fully and clearly that they are the most important things. And for me, I think what that really looks like and what that is summed up to be is about honoring your soul's journey, my soul's journey. First of all, understanding what that is. My soul is my inner voice. My inner voice is the loudest voice, or at least it's the one that I'm choosing to listen to now. The ego is actually the much louder voice, but I've buckled her up in the back seat, told her she's safe and I'm moving on without her. And with the inner voice that I'm listening to, it sounds like all these things, put yourself first, make time for yourself. Don't deplete your energy. Um, don't give time to things that deplete your energy. Don't give space in your mind, body, heart, and soul to things that deplete your energy, including alcohol, including certain activities, including certain ways of spending time, including certain people, including certain careers. Hello. Um, so instead, you know, I've excavated through the foundations of all of the ways that I've lived for decades and uncovered what feels good and what doesn't feel good and, um, find that, uh, the most valuable way that I can live my life is by leading from my heart and serving others. And what that looks like for me is um, sharing my growth, sharing my knowledge, sharing my learning, and sharing this vulnerability and these stories and any piece of me that I think is worth sharing and relatable so that others and you may too um, discover something, find something, um, relate to something, find some sort of awakening, some sort of epiphanal moment, some sort of peace, or just some sort of, yeah, that happened to me too. Like that's ridiculous or that's funny or that hurt me too, or that made me feel sad too, or I'm making that change too. Um, you know, I really learned, I've learned in this past year, we are all, souls that are eternal. We are made of light. We are made of energy. We will, we were here long before we got here in physical bodies and we'll be long, we'll be here long after that. That's my belief. We are all energy, but we're here together now in 2020, all having a human experience together at the same time. 
And that means that we're able to connect with each other. Not one of us is different from the other. And while some of us are better able to communicate or connect with, you know, some more than others, or we find different paths or our paths change and we grow and we move on or we try different things or we move geographically or we learn to speak a different language or we, um, whatever it is, you know, but we are all humans on this collective journey and having this experience all at once. And, and no matter how that grows and changes, we are here to be able to add to each other's experiences and to lift each other up and guide each other. So even if I can't guide you, maybe something that I'm sharing can guide someone you know, and maybe something that you're experiencing can guide and help um, someone that you know, or someone I know, or someone that um, you meet at the grocery store who um, seems to be looking for exactly what you have. You know, so that's a beautiful thing once you realize that we are all in this together. And I guess there must have been a lot of songs written about that. Um, but here I am in my 43-ness still um, having these epiphanal moments one after the other. And it's 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 really... Um, I don't know. It's humbling. Just want to say that I, I don't mean for any of this to sound trite. This learning and this awakening that I'm going through is, is humbling. And I am grateful to be able to share it and um, be where I am and take it. I keep saying, you know, the, the more clear my message is, then the more powerfully I can take it on the road. And that's kind of where I am now is that um, I've been chipping away at all of this, you know, the, the 28 podcasts and the life coaching and the wedding planning and the parenting and the personal development and the sober curiosity and the being a wife and the being a friend and all these things. And they just were feeling to me for so long, certainly for the last three or four months or longer, um, like they're all sort of surrounding me and swirling around me and floating in the ether and just really big and powerful. But I didn't know how to harness them all. And I just con continued and kept doing more growth and learning and and real work, you know, work through workshops and reading and, uh, gosh, processes of, as I mentioned, excavating the many layers of my core and sorting through my core values and what I want out of life and what that means for my relationship with my husband and my family and my parents, my, my children, most importantly, myself, most, most importantly, my career, um, my value as a human and what that means. And what I came to know is that the more clear that I get on my message, the more that it's in a package that I can hold and that people can hold and that people can sink their teeth into, um, again, the most more powerful it will be and the more powerfully I can share it and 
Um, so to that end, I've been working on these workshops that I'm hosting and figuring out um, sort of how to spread that message. And as it relates to my career, um, I'm hosting um, and coaching, I'm beginning to host workshops on what I'm calling authentic wedding planning. And it is around the concept of, you know, well, first of all, I'm taking my 20 plus years of knowledge and experience around planning weddings and working directly with families and couples on this process and through these months that should be quote unquote fun and enjoyable, but by and large are extremely uncomfortable and difficult for people and can bring out the absolute worst in people. And I'm combining it with my um, new knowledge as a coach and my authentic leadership training. And I am going to show people a different way and show them how they are able to approach their wedding planning from an authentic place where they are focused more on internal validation, less on external validation. They identify their core values and figure out how to uh, use those throughout the myriad decisions they need to make in their process. And in so doing, have a more enjoyable and happy and peaceful and connected experience throughout their planning. And most importantly, on their wedding day, when um, there are so many expectations and so many emotions and And I just want to and believe I really can help people feel more connected and uh, more joyful throughout this process. And I think so much of it as it relates to this subject, but also as it relates to our lives in general, is about acknowledging what those expectations are that we have for ourselves and that other people have for us and releasing them releasing expectations. Um, I'm really finding and learning and believing more and more every day that greater joy and connection comes through releasing the expectations that we have for ourselves and that we take on from other people. So this all comes down to choosing to lead and live an authentic life. And what that has come around to for me, I've taken this circuitous route by, you know, ripping out the rug of my wedding planner life, becoming a coach, leaving wedding planning behind, and then identifying how I can connect the two in a powerful way. But it's all been this um, process to uncovering that the greatest joy and connection in my own life and existence as a human on earth, whether I'm a coach or a wedding planner, a mother, a partner, a friend, or just a person moving through life, um, seeking joy and striving less for external validation and acceptance. It's all about leading with my heart and living wholeheartedly and leading and living authentically. What is that? What is leading and living authentically? That means in a nutshell, living your soul's journey, listening to your inner voice, which is also called your gut. It's your intuition. It is your inner 
guiding light. It's your life force. It's the thing that has been with you your whole entire life where if you get really quiet and you take away all the noise of everything you've ever heard and learned and experienced, take away all of the input, advice, expectations of anyone who's ever been around you, been your teacher, been your parent, been your friend, been your boss, been your mentor, been your tour guide, been your boyfriend, been whatever it is, you have this thing inside of you that has always remained. That's your inner voice. That's your soul. So if you get really quiet, you can connect with that. If you've never gotten quiet with yourself, try it. It's pretty amazing because what you'll find is that you're there with you and the noisy chattering of how you look in your jeans and what that person said to you that pissed you off or how you could have done that thing differently or how many cookies you had today and what a bad person you are because of it. That's your ego. So when you quiet that ego self, it's the quiet inside self that's your inner voice. And when you're able to let that quiet inner voice be the louder voice, that is your authentic self. And that's when you begin to lead and live authentically. When you're living and leading authentically, you're making decisions that are true to who you are. They are true to the person you most want to be, regardless of how it's interpreted, perceived, regardless of what people expect of you. Now, I know that we have careers. Many of us have bosses or we have people who are looking up to us or who are relying on us and we have things that we need to do and our inner voice may at times, um, you know, tell us that we want to tell them to shove it and we want to walk out the door. And, you know, sometimes we can't do that. We have lives to live. We have mouths to feed. We have things that we need to do in order to get through the day. And I I absolutely know that. I mean, we're living this human existence where there are bills to pay and, and societal norms to abide by. And we are doing our best to do all that without crushing our spirits, right? Most of us, um, living according to everyone else's rules all day, every day is soul crushing and spirit crushing. I guess some people are, are okay with it and never have these epiphanal moments or want to make any changes. And, in many ways, good for them. You know, I've had, I will say, honestly, I've had plenty of moments lately where I think doing this work and uncovering all of this is too hard. It's so hard. Why am I doing this? I could have been a rosé guzzling fun, Bobby social butterfly wedding planner for all of eternity and never rocked the boat. But the thing is I had that spark, that inner voice, that something inside of me that was telling me and that was rising up and saying, there's more for you and you're not happy and you're not happy with the way that you 
are drinking, you're not happy with your career as it is now, there's more for you, there's more for you. And, you know, it really took me years, years, years um, to listen to that voice. Um, And I will tell you that doing this work and listening to that voice is um, some of the hardest stuff I've ever done. I mean, working on yourself is no joke. It is no joke. It is not for the faint of heart. It is, it is wholehearted. It takes all of you. It is putting, I keep saying this, but it's laying your soul bare and it's, it can be hurtful and it can hurt others. And it involves change and adaptation and evolution and hard conversations and, um, gosh, just, so many things. I keep using this word discomfort when I talk to people. How are you doing, Grace? How's your career? It's very, very uncomfortable. It's deeply uncomfortable what I've gone through and what I'm going through. But that's where the growth is. That's where the growth is. And I decided to not um, stay where I was. Um, You know, there's this great book called by Biet Simkin that I'm reading. Um, it's called don't just sit there. And it's about, um, integrating, um, sort of the tools of meditation into your life and, and moving forward in your life. And, and I think that's the crux of it for me is that I could have sat, um, still doing what I was doing and continuing to, to, Um, keep things as they were, but it was the inner voice that kept rising up. So I want to say that, um, again, I acknowledge that, that life is what it is and we don't all have the emotional capacity or desire, um, or willingness, or let's say ability for whatever reason to uproot our lives and make huge changes and make cosmic shifts. But listening to your inner voice doesn't require a cosmic shift. It can create a small shift. It can bring about small yet impactful change. Um, And I think getting really clear on what you want out of life comes from that quiet and from listening to that inner voice. And so I do think it's worth it to take the time to do that. So some things that I've learned, some major breakthroughs that I've had recently um, that I want to share, I really kind of came to um, this podcast today, knowing that I wanted to be here in this space with you, with myself and, and talk about these things. But I came here today in a very emotional place and was worried that I was going to just burst into tears. Um, but I find that I'm feeling really grounded talking to you about all of this and it's coming fully from my heart and I'm glad to be so connected in this moment so that I can tell you about the breakthroughs that I've had and what can come from doing this work. Um, and, um, so, you know, really big ones for me have been that, um, I've lived my entire life believing that my value and my virtue, um, came from what I had, 
what I created with my career, how successful I was, how much money I made, and how much external validation I got from my peers, my friends, my family, my society, my industry, and monetarily. And it took me a lot of work. And again, work in progress. But with the um, totem pole shifting, uh, flopping upside down, what I have learned and realized is that my um, value in life is with this authentic leadership and um, vulnerability and willingness to follow my soul's journey and share myself wholeheartedly and fully. Um, And that is my value. It's really and truly in um, being myself here, cultivating my message, sharing it, and and that is that is that is my value. And clearly, earning is a byproduct of that, and it's a necessary and appreciated byproduct. But um, wow, that is a huge breakthrough for me to truly understand that um, while I've had a very blessed and lucky life and I've worked very, very hard and I've been surrounded by wonderful people and I've leaned into every opportunity I've been given and I've also made a lot of mistakes, but I have chosen to learn from them and to grow and change. Um, it's It's been a really powerful realization to learn that my value is internal and not external. And I'm sitting here saying this thinking it may have been something that it sounds like I've said before. Um, but what I can share is just that I've really experienced a cosmic shift internally recently about the fact that, um, me as me, as me, flaws and bumps and bruises and all, um, living in the most true way that I can is where the magic is. And that's why in January when the sky is gray and it gets dark at five 30 and it's cold and there are no leaves on the trees and the calendar is blank and I could be looking at it as if everything is unsure. Instead, I see it as everything being possible. And I literally see and feel the magic. And I'm so grateful for that. And I can tell you it's taken deep, dark, hard work and digging and that it has been worth every single solitary moment. It's worth all of it. The time, the money, the energy, the aches and pains, the marriage counseling, the uh, difficult conversations with myself, with my family, with my friends, with my children, um, the discomfort I continue to feel by not knowing what every day brings. It's all worth it because it does ultimately today in this moment and moving forward feels super magical. And it feels like something that I'm creating for myself and that I know I am creating from a very authentic space. And that is where the power is. And, um, if you're still with me after all of this woo woo talk, 
Thank you for sticking in. I know it's a lot. And I'll repeat what my sister Mary says to me. I am neck deep in woo-woo, but I do believe this is a universal message and one that is meant for everyone. And I'm taking my message on the road about authentic wedding planning, but it's certainly the message that I learned as I became an authentic leader and coach at Raleigh Coaching Academy. That is the whole message of the model that I learned for coaching. Um, thanks to Raleigh Coaching Academy and the creation coaching model. And that is our job as coaches who've been trained in this model to take our show on the road and figure out how to use it and to apply it to the one-on-one coaching we do or um, to our greater messages. And so I'm just really thankful that I'm being given the platform of these workshops and we'll begin doing public speaking. And perhaps, I don't know, what do you think? Perhaps even a podcast um, about authentic wedding planning where I can have some of these absolutely incredible couples who I've planned weddings for come on and speak authentically about the process and um, maybe what they would have liked to have done differently or how they would have liked to have approached it differently um, uh, in that way, you know, with honoring their core values more. Because I can tell you that as a wedding planner, I didn't speak directly to honoring your core values because that wasn't what I was hired for. So I'm able to Um, address it in a more direct way now. Um, So that's where I am with that. And what keeps coming back through my mind, which I want to share is that um, there are these beautiful messages of authenticity and authentic living being shared all over the place now. Um, I, I think I'm not alone and my RCA family and my coaching community and the health and wellness community is not um, alone in noticing and feeling that the um, message of living authentically is where it's at and where to go and what feels good and what we all need to be doing or ought to be doing or deserve to be doing in order to be experiencing our lives in a more meaningful and joyful way. So I see this rising up everywhere and I'm going to go ahead and give another Oprah reference because she is on tour right now doing what she's calling her 2020 experience. Um, 2020 experience or tour and she's going to all these different cities but if you look at her Instagram she just posted a piece of an interview she did on January 4th with Lady Gaga who currently has this fabulous pink hair that man I'm really kind of inspired to have pink hair is that crazy um but so Gaga does this beautiful ugh, raw powerful fully truthful, authentic interview about, um, her life and, um, sexual abuse and, um, and, uh, as Oprah said afterwards, just was so honest and so brave in a more meaningful way than she'd ever experienced. And, um, as Gaga said, being honest and truthful about her life and her story allows her to move forward and let go of her own shame story about what she's experienced. And, um, it's so beautiful. And I, I just want to say that, 
um, you know, anyone out there, uh, many of you who I know and love and care about who have these stories of traumatic events from childhood and um, early adulthood or adulthood, um, you are so brave in sharing them and letting go of your own shame in doing so. And um, if you haven't shared them, it's not that you're not brave, um, but there is something powerful about the willingness to be truthful about the things you've experienced and let go of the shame, which is not yours to carry and move forward in a very truthful way as the beautiful whole human you are, because you are not, you are not what you have experienced. Um, and we all have hard things that we've gone through, whatever that means, but it doesn't mean that that's who we are and we are not defined by those experiences. And so whatever we're wearing as a cloak of shame or pain or whatever we're carrying around that's blocking us from stepping into fully who we are or into our most joyful life or into our greatest work as a leader and a leader just means guiding and leading in your own life as someone you know who is wholehearted and is is rising up and um affecting change even if only in your own life you are worthy and deserving of that and you are capable and i think the beautiful thing is seeing that more and more people out there every single day are being more and more brave about their stories, whether it's about abuse or addiction, whether it's about having lied or cheated or stolen, whether it's shame over being infertile or shame over not being able to find a partner or shame over not being able to find a job or shame over not being able to to make money the way you want to or not being able to provide for your children in the way you want to or or shame over rejection or um shame over being an emotional eater or I'm trying to think of anything that can come to my mind um, shame over having, you know, bumped into a car in a parking lot and driven away without writing a note, whatever it is, you know, if we can speak these things out loud, I didn't just tell you that story because I did it. I promise. I, 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 I probably have done that in life, but not recently. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that just came up, but whatever we're carrying around shame for, you know, it is, it is not who we are. It is an experience. And I think, all that to say that making the choice to live truthfully and authentically and lead in our own lives in a very honest way, listening to our inner voice um, very powerfully, even if we are playing according to someone else's rules in our job or in society because we need to get through and earn the money to do the things, whatever it is. Um, we still have an ability to live more authentically in our own lives. And I think that is the message here. And 
um, of course, the message that I received um, in becoming a coach and that I'm now paying attention to in the world around me. And certainly when it rises up with Oprah or, um, you know, really anyone else, I mean, it's, it's everywhere and it's about tapping into that and paying attention to it. And, um, it goes back to what I've spoken about, you know, many times and began talking about months and months and months and months and months ago about Brene Brown and about vulnerability and about vulnerability as strength and not weakness and about us being willing to share openly and connect as humans in this human experience so that we can help each other move forward and be great and feel great and experience joy and connection and understand that there are hills and valleys and there are so many ways to um, feel good in life and that it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, numb out or disappear or um, run away from a relationship or scream at your kids or hurt yourself or um, feel bad. You know, there are just so many ways to feel good, whether it's listening to a podcast, doing a yoga class, going for a walk with a friend, um, whatever it is, it's it's up to us to do it for ourselves and support each other. And I, I do believe that the greatest gift and the biggest step is in that decision to go inside for validation rather than look for it outside and to listen to the pilot light um, inside of you that has been guiding you your whole entire life and that has truly never burned out no matter how much it's been drowned out by louder voices or thoughts or feelings. So um, that felt like sort of like the way that I write one long sentence without punctuation. I always got scolded for that in school. So that probably could have used some commas and periods and exclamation points, but thank you for bearing with me. I'm going to take a breath now and I'm going to let you go. It is sunset here. It's time for me to get my boys and shift from coach into mommy and, um, making dinner and doing that whole thing. And, um, I just am so truly grateful for this space and what it offers me. And I hope that you're, um, thankful for what it offers you wherever you are. And I'm so appreciative of your feedback and, um, I just send you so much love and, um, happy, magical, sparkling, well wishes for this beautiful new year, this 2020 that my sister and I have been joking about. How can 2000 be 20 years ago when 1980 was 20 years ago? So yeah, that tells you about my age and I cannot believe 2000 was 20 years ago. Um, I know many of you are there with me. We are 40 something and amazing and powerful and moving forward and not worried about age, but it is 2020. The world is literally our oyster. Remember the kid who made $26 million opening packages on YouTube. Anything is possible in this life. Literally anything, anything. There are no limits. 
The only limits are you and the limits that you create for yourself. So scoot yourself out of the way, do some digging, uncover, move out of the way, unblock, catapult yourself forward, make a small step, whatever that means today for you, or just mull this over and, um, I'll be back with you again soon. Take some time for yourself. Breathe in this fresh, cool air. It feels so good. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you again soon. I will not take a three-week break. And I send you lots of love.